The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. This is Michael Drake, Chancellor of the University of California, Irvine, and whenever I get the urge to hear the voice of independent music, I tune in to KUCI at 88.9 FM in Irvine or over the web at KUCI.org. Good morning. You're listening to Ask a Leader. I'm your host, Claudia Shambaugh, on the 2012, that's year 2012, May 25th edition. Today, we're certainly going to consider about the California State 74th Assembly District election, talking with Newport Beach accountant and Democratic candidate Bob Rush. In doing so, we'll be addressing several of the new features of the ballot, and I want you all to be paying close attention um, today. The second half, we'll hear from an interview I did one year ago honoring local veterans, Marine Corpsman Jack Williams IV and David Curry, who had served in Operation Iraqi Freedom, and both of whom were enrolled at UCI at that time. We'll be back with our first guest, Bob Rush, after a brief break, so don't go away. Thank you very much for joining us today on Ask a Leader. Today, I'm pleased to bring to you voters out there. I'm sure everybody's now ready to vote in the primary. We're going to talk with Democratic candidate for the 74th District, Bob Rush. Bob's formative years were spent on the East Coast, and after graduating with a Bachelor of Arts in Accounting and Economics from Uppsala, Uppsala, whatever we call it, La, at college in New Jersey. In 1979, Bob was recruited by the Big Eight counting firm of Price Waterhouse and Company. While he was employed there as an accountant and auditor, Bob spent the lion's share of his time reviewing and going all over ki- all kinds of accounts to get some very good financial training. Bob has, therefore, nearly 30 years of experience as an international accountant and auditor. In 1997, Bob opened his own commercial real estate brokerage, U.S. Realty Group, which he based in New York and has operated there ever since. Bob Rush has first got into politics when his neighborhood dealt with some drug rehab home issues. As a candidate for the 74th Assembly seat, this is Bob's first time for elective office. Uh, By his own description, he is a fiscally conservative, socially progressive Democrat who will take no special interest money. That might be a topic for discussion today. Mr. Mansour, uh, known from uh, his terms serving on the Costa Mesa City Council and as the current California Assemblyman of the 68th District, is a known commodity. I didn't then therefore approach him, but I did feel it necessary um, to bring Leslie Daigle, also running uh, as a Republican. Um, She's lesser known. I wanted to reach out to her, but my uh, endeavors um, were for not her campaign did not return my contact. So um, I'm sorry that we do not have Leslie Daigle on the show. So listeners, here is an opportunity to get acquainted with Bob Rush for the 74th Assembly District seat as a Democrat in the upcoming primary. That's next Tuesday, June 5th. Welcome to the show, Bob Rush. 
Thank you, Claudia. Good morning. Good morning. Let's go over some of the changes that this race entails. Uh, we'll start with the geographics before we get to the sure. demographics. Uh -huh. The configuration of the district, it's different than it's going to be a little bit of the uh, old 68th and a little bit of the old, it was the 69th. Um, you're including in the district, it's Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, Irvine, and Laguna. And the breakdown, that's the demographics, it's uh, 29 well, by I guess it's a, a I can't remember my source a um, a neutral um, blog, um, 29.5 percent Democrat, 23.3 declined to state, and 42.5 percent Republican. So, Bob Rush, you've got your work cut out for you. Um, let's with the district that um, you're running in this campaign. Tell us about what's um, what led you to run for this district. Sure, uh, I was just a, an average uh, community uh, resident. I, uh, f for many years, I, I've lived in Newport for almost 27 years, and uh, one morning I woke up and realized that uh, my street had become completely overrun with drug and alcohol rehabs. Now, they were What do you mean by overrun, Bob? Overrun. Well, there was 14 of them on my street, and uh, there, it seemed every other house uh, was a drug and alcohol rehab uh, center. And probably 36 uh, back in 2000 essentially allowed those uh, persons uh, convicted of uh, drug or uh, alcohol uh, uh, offenses. Instead of putting them in prison, they gave them the opportunity to do their rehab in uh, our communities. And there was uh, this was based largely in trying to uh, reduce the cost of our corrections that had gotten out of control. And so, but uh, what the law didn't address is how to distribute these things properly throughout our community so they became clumped. And uh, so I became active in trying to look into this and deal with the local politicians to resolve this problem. Um, after a while, I became uh, a little bit disillusioned. I thought um, our politicians were here to resolve problems, and I found that many of our politicians are in the in this arena for the wrong reasons. They're, they're in for the gamesmanship, and uh, I became a little bit unhappy about that. Uh, subsequent to that, I worked hard, and we got this problem uh, addressed, re relatively uh, corrected, I'd say, but still work has to be done. But uh, I went after some of these folks, these uh, politicians after that, that uh, I found were uh, on the corrupt side of, of uh, the, the activity, that uh, were involved in profiting from these rehabs at the same time as uh, changing laws uh, in our city to to make it easier for the entry. Uh, it spent a few years going after some guys uh, that uh, local politicians that I felt were uh, playing both sides of the fence. Um, after that, I've uh, gone into uh, some uh, work uh, over uh, uh, the misuse of uh, taxpayer funds, and it seems that many of the same politicians are involved in all these matters. So that led me to look at the representation I was going to have uh, coming up in this election. I looked at uh, the challengers, Alan Mansour and Leslie Daigle. I wasn't comfortable with either of them representing my, my district or myself, for that matter, and thought I could do a better job. I had the financial skills. We need uh, somebody to help uh, fix the budget crisis that we have right now. I certainly have skill set that, that is relevant to that discussion. I also have extensive, over the last 15 years, as you mentioned, I have a, a, a commercial real estate brokerage 
U.S. Realty Group, and it's based in Newport, by the way, not New York. I think you may. I, I meant Newport. You were back from the, your, uh, your I was originally experience from, from there, but yeah. New, so, oh my goodness. But I had extensive negotiation skills, and uh, I, I thought actually, in addition to the financial and the negotiation, I thought the fact that I I wasn't a career politician. I, I think that that has a lot of a lot of merit. Uh, I think folks are tired of these uh, political games. I think they're, folks are tired of. Uh, the extreme right or the extreme left uh, affecting the agendas, and the, those of us that are in the center are are affected, but most. Uh, and I think there's a large degree of people that find themselves more centrist views. Uh, I think uh, certainly uh, uh, we all can agree on you know, finances, but then, you know, after that, then there's social agendas. Well, we'll talk about the finances when we talk about sure. priorities with the $15.7 billion deficit that yeah. looms over California's budget. But uh, uh, just to talk about uh, what brings you to the this election versus your opponents, and again, folks, I, I really did want Leslie Daigle to be on here, and I uh, I can only work so hard to get some representative <laughs> if I can't get her, um, but uh, you've mentioned um, about your uh, own wish to remain independent in terms of sure. launching your uh, political uh, campaign here. Uh, Leslie Daigle shows right now with uh, just a paltry couple of 50, 50, 60, 70 thousand dollars of contributions, but there's a big one coming in that's not showing up in the recording. And apparently that rec that big contribution isn't even from her own constituency. Right. So that sets uh, you two apart in, different, in uh, how you're launching and whom you're serving uh, right. in these campaigns. And w w the way it works is that as a candidate, you're responsible for raising the funds that you would use to wage your campaign, your, your advertising, your media, everything, all your filing fees. So you're responsible for raising this. You have a choice of raising it from individual contributions, uh, donations from your own self, which is what I've done. I, I infused my campaign with the initial uh, contribution of $100,000. I then sought other individual contributions. Uh, but when you're a, a sitting council person or you're a sitting assemblyman, like Mr. Mansour is, is in the assembly under the 68th district right now, uh, Leslie Daigle is a, is a councilwoman for Newport Beach, what they what they tend to do is is uh, accumulate contributions from people that come before them for their vote. So, in other words, they have an issue, they'd like to have it heard. They think uh, making a contribution to uh, Leslie Daigle is going to be a way for them to be successful, and so they do it. And so uh, that is referred to special interest money. And I have made a pledge not to accept any special interest money for anybody that comes before me for any issue that comes before me. And, uh, you know, if I do accept money and then that person later comes in front, I would return that money and make a full disclosure to the uh, public. And not, the, both my challengers, Mansoor and uh, Leslie Daigle, they're not making any such promises. They're taking as much special interest money as they can. And in addition, Leslie Daigle is now taking up to $400,000. She is benefiting by an independent expenditure group, which is legal. They can advertise for her. Uh, campaign, uh, as long as she is not involved in any of it, they can do this on her behalf, and uh, it's quite legal. And they're, so they're spending uh, four hundred thousand dollars right now on advertising and television ads, uh, flyers, and such. It's kind of disheartening because uh, these special interests are the same, the same uh, folks, the same people that will control these candidates after they 
uh, or should they get into office? So um, that's it's important to note people who's backing whom and certain motivations, and I, I want to bring that up. But we also have a great deal more to uh, to bring to the listeners' attentions. Now, the uh, we talked about there's a different map there, so everybody needs to know your why it is important to, to turn out because you're you uh, of the sort of your neighbors in the legislative district, and uh, and I want to say a pitch for make a pitch for why it's so important. This is not necessarily the most visible, the sexiest job around that we, you yeah. know, we hear about, but folks, these people vote on your state budget. They hold yeah. up budgets, they support budgets, they look creatively and uh, intuitively in, into what's going on with how these budgets affect us. So it's really important to consider participating all the way down the ballot to the sure. assembly. Now, what changes this construction of the ballot from all the other ones is that proposition 14 we talked about that earlier with the county the registrar voters director neil kelly is that's called the voter nominated primary election that means that two of the two top vote getters in the primary in all state and congressional races those two only will be the people that you see listeners and voters on your general election ballot so this is your only chance to have a say in who appears in the general election. So you've got to uh, get out there and vote. You've got to get out there. So what does this do? How does this affect the way you're running since you have to run like crazy now between right. now and June 5th? Bob Rush. Let me, let me just uh, back up for one quick second. Um, my district, the new 74th Assembly District, comprises of majority of Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, the majority of Irvine, Laguna Woods and Laguna Beach. So it's slightly new. It's a merging, as you mentioned earlier, right. of two previously existing districts. The interesting thing about the new 74th is, it, as you said, is its composition, roughly 30% Democrat, roughly 20 or 22% Independent, and slightly less than 50% Republican. Now, what that, what that is, is for the first time that this area could be represented by a Democrat. And very, very good chances. I've gotten such great momentum with my campaign against these two long-established politicians for varied reasons, but I've gotten such good momentum. There is a very real possibility we could have a Democratic representative for the first time in history here. What is important is that, as you said, that the top two vote-getters go on to the fall election in November. Now, I, as a moderate Democrat, I am fiscally uh, conservative, socially liberal, and we can talk about that in a few minutes if you like. But uh, I believe that I represent the average person out here in, this, in those cities mentioned. Uh, if I am able to draw the majority, if not all, of the Democrats and a good portion of the independents, there is likely I could capture uh, a majority position. Right now, uh, informal polls are being taken showing I'm in the lead at the moment. Wow. Wh- uh, whose polls are, which informal polls? You know, Inquiring uh, minds want to know. It's interesting. There are e- polls every so many days, and I'm, I'm learning of them through other uh, reporters and journalists like yourself as they, as they talk to the political machines out there. I, I am not privy to any of that direct information. 
Okay, well, we've, uh, that's important if we can find out who's who's doing the polling. And I'm I, I'm invited from uh, other media outlets. It's really important to pick up that phone, much as we hate to listen to them or dealing with the marketers. There's there are opinion polls that are actually uh, contributing a little bit to uh, the discussion about uh, up and running candidates. And I, I'm uh, reticent. Uh, I'm remiss in telling our uh, those guests who've just joined us, you're listening to Ask a Leader on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, streaming to you live today and always 24-7 on KUCI.org. My guest is Bob Rush, Democratic candidate running for the California State 74th Assembly District seat in the upcoming June 5th primary. That's one week from now, folks. So this is your chance to hear someone. For for those of you in the Irvine, Newport Beach, Laguna Beach, Costa Mesa, Huntington Beach area, this this uh, is one candidate in a race uh, that affects you, as I said, in the budget. Well, we've got a 15 Point seven billion dollar budget deficit. Amazing. I mean that that amount just funds countries almost. Right. So uh, we've got to make up that difference. What priorities would you bring to the next legislative session to deal with that kind of a yawning budget deficit? Uh, obviously, well, my top priority would be the fiscal area. And what I what I have begun doing is carefully looking through the budget and trying to identify. Uh, the revenues and the expenditures. And what, what's very interesting to see is that despite the looming deficit, we're still, we're still planning on spending more money in general government overhead, salaries and buildings and things like that. And it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of funny. We still haven't cut back in certain areas despite this, this looming problem. But uh, I, as, I, as I go through and kind of look at, I believe that we have to approach the budget in a balanced manner. And that is, you have to solve this deficit problem with revenues, such as new taxes, and more expenditure cuts. And the question is, where do you find those cuts? Uh, obviously, general overhead, general government overhead is where I begin. But uh, I, I'm looking at uh, the governor's income tax uh, proposition right now, and I'm not, I'm not a strong supporter of it because I believe it it could actually hurt or slow the economic uh, uptick that we've seen in the recent six months. I think we have a very sensitive upturn in the economy. I don't want to see that impeded, and so I have a concern about a, uh, any kind of a tax that would largely fall on uh, small business and middle income business uh, owners. But uh, certainly we can look at taxes for, I, I think, taxes above 500000 to a million. Increasing those rates is a good idea. I think also something that we should look at is the impact that Prop 13 has had over time with, with relating, relating uh, to commercially owned properties. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've talked about a two-tier means of um, covering the um, tax, uh, property tax values. Exactly. You know, uh, Prop 13 was originally passed years ago, I think it was in 78, if I'm not mistaken, to protect individual homeowners from being priced out of their homes because of rising property taxes. Well, companies that don't ever turn over, don't ever sell their property, or rarely sell their property, uh, enjoy that same protection. And that's kind of, uh, it gets away from the original intent of Prop 13. So that is referred to as a split role issue. And I think there's real 
uh, merit to looking at that and seeing how much revenue we could generate by removing such protections from commercial business owners of property. Uh, the, 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 the new, uh, another area that's new, I think, and being mulled over is what's referred to as an oil severance tax. Now, there is a proposition that is trying to uh, get um, put on the ballot for November. I don't know if it's going to be successful right now. Uh, they're looking at putting essentially a taxis on oil as it's extracted from the ground. For each barrel, they're suggesting that we would tax uh, uh, the, each each uh, dollar uh, by 15%. Interestingly enough, this oil severance tax is is new to California because of the stranglehold that oil companies have had over the legislature and uh, lobbying efforts over the legis- legislators over the last uh, 20 years. And uh, if you really think about it, uh, the only way that California handles taxes on oil right now is is while it's in the ground, it is considered no different than the property that we just spoke about, and it gets the same Prop 13 tax protection. So that means as a barrel of oil goes from $50 to $75 to $100, we can only tax it up to 2% more each year. That's it. So it's very, very well protected. And I think that we have to uh, look at, at oil severance tax as a way to generate revenue. I believe that we have to continue doing expenditure cuts. And we have to look, and Jerry Brown, Governor Brown, has said over the recent weeks, he's really starting to become more aggressive with the legislators and say, give me more spending cuts. I think it's incumbent on the governor to uh, look at various forms of tax revenue and continue uh, impressing upon the legislature to give him real spending cuts. And uh, so I I think that uh, that's the first area I would look at. second area I'd look at is education. And I think that uh, this impacts the UCI listeners, as well as uh, all K through 12. Well, there's uh, two. Le- there's three levels of that. There's there's the equity of what you were talking about raising taxes. These folks have had fees raised on them, uh, exactly. like no other entity around. And I, as one really esteemed acquaintance of mine, p- brought up, this folks higher education is the economic development tool of the state, and if we want a literate, vigorously productive, creative workforce, a well-educated workforce, we've got to make sure that higher education is intact and not just slowly eroding before our very eyes. So so Bob Rush running for the 74th Assembly District uh, seat here as a Democrat, what can you tell those who, with those higher ed families that are listening today? Well, you know, uh, there's a been a change in priorities in California over the last 20 to 30 years, and it seems that uh, more money has, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 20% of the California budget was with higher education. Seems cut in half these days, and that other half seems to have gone to, ironically, uh, corrections. Oh, they'll just bring that up. So that there's a huge shift share here of yeah. a state budget uh, revenue. So are you amenable to reexamining aspects of the correctional uh, institutions in California to uh, to make up to offset that um, that deficit based on those expenditures uh, in in terms of certain kinds of sentencing in the state exactly well I think that we have to look at uh, where we spend our money is in corrections Uh, I'm I I I am not supportive of a death penalty except in the case of uh, 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 officers, police officers, and other safety, uh, uh, public safety workers. But 
generally speaking, the uh, the amount of money is spent in uh, death penalty cases is just astronomical. So, with getting away from the death penalty, except in the case of police officers, I think we can save money. I think we can save money by looking at alternative sentencing for nonviolent offenders uh, that doesn't require them to be incarcerated. Um, and we can start moving towards savings and re-aligning re, uh, that with the education. We, we need to get back to the glory days of 30, 40 years ago when I was a young man on the East Coast thinking I, I would be great to go to a California school. They, they're not that expensive. They're great quality uh, programs. And, uh, you know, I'd like to, to see us put that investment back into our uh, K through 12 as well as our higher ed. You know, uh -huh. these, these kids are our future. They are, they are the future of California. They will be the innovators that will lead us into the next century. And so we, if, we, if we cut them short now, we will cut California short. Well, I, um, I'm glad you're open to uh, various things. Um, I, your counterparts... Have uh, I guess Leslie Daigle has not signed the pledge for uh, the the Grover Norquist pledge yeah, of no she tax. Yeah, has not signed the pledge, and uh, Alan Mansour has signed the pledge. The only problem with uh, Leslie Daigle is that you, you're not really sure where she is on any issue because she will tell one group one side of whatever they'd like to hear, and she'll tell another group whatever they like to hear, and you can't really peg her down as to as to uh, where she stands on these issues, and that's. Probably the reason why you're not getting uh, her uh, callback from her campaign, it seems that they don't want to be put on the spot. Uh, they are doing the typical career politicking that I uh, find so uh, distasteful. Well, she and was she's sitting on her second term now at the Newport Beach City Council, and people can look up some to some extent her record on there. But uh, Bob, I want to give you a chance to let listeners know how they can look up your record and look up events that you'll be appearing at between now and June fifth. Sure. Well, the, the the events between now and June fifth are going to only be a few, and uh, I'm having a uh, essentially a, a, a meet night, uh, meet and greet night uh, tomorrow night in Costa Mesa. Where at? Um, this is a private invitation, and uh, it is uh, with the uh, uh, Frank and Jean Forbaths, a uh, very prominent family in, in Costa Mesa. They, they launched they, uh, Share Our Souls in Orange County, SOS. Exactly. Save Our Souls, Save Our Youth as well. I was at an event with them last week. Very nice folks. So that's just going to be one event. And but, but Anything I, open for listeners to go to and no, get to meet you? No, right today. But I would invite listeners to go to my website, rush2012.com. Look at the debates that I've had with uh, the, ca the challengers and see the stark difference between career politics and just a community activist who want to get something done. Look at the difference, and you'd be ashamed to see that these folks are actually people that have been elected to office and represent us. And you, you, you can't imagine how uh, the contrast is. And I think the, uh, largely the media has uh, given me such great reviews uh, on uh, both. Uh, I had a debate in, in Laguna Beach on uh, Friday night, and then the uh, Feet to the Fire debate in uh, Costa Mesa on April 5th. And there are highlights on my website that will show exactly what we discussed. Many of the issues that we've talked about today and many others that we haven't talked about today. I, by the way, so being socially liberal, I'm uh, pro-choice. I support same-sex marriage. I uh, also believe in uh, some more, a little bit increased uh, mo uh, gun control. 
as well as some other, I'd like to see comprehensive immigration reform, as opposed to the thought that we would uh, deport uh, undocumented uh, immigrants is just uh, a faulty thinking. Well, Bob Rush, I know uh, you've got lots of campaigning to do. We are running out of time. As it's typical, the activities and appearances do increase exponentially. We're glad that you've taken the time out to be with us today. Thank you, Bob Rush, for being on Ask a Leader. Be sure that your website is on um, the uh, the podcast summary. And um, I want tell everybody to get out and vote. Everybody has need everybody's vote. We need everybody to vote. We need everybody to participate. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Claudia. Bye bye. Well, we are glad to uh, remind people about um, that, and I'll be continuing to remind you all the way through the end of the show next Tuesday. So what I want to do now is take a short station break, and then we'll hear a pre-recorded interview uh, in commemoration of the... um, the Memorial Day, and like all the other important holidays I bring up, I want us to think about that year-round. We'll be back in just a moment. 